Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at implementing port security. We'll be discussing secure, securing unused ports, mitigating MAC address table attacks, enabling port security, limit and learn MAC addresses, port security aging, port security violation modes, ports in air disabled state, and finally, we're going to verify our port security. This episode is part of my series on switching routing and wireless essentials for the Cisco Certified Network Associate, also known as the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. One of the easiest attack for hackers is a layer two attack. But we can also defend, we can mitigate against these fairly easily. One of the first steps you should do when you're trying to stop these layer two attacks is turn off all of those switch ports, all of those physical switch ports that are not being used on your switch, turn them off. That way, if somebody comes in, plugs in an unauthorized connection into one of those ports, they won't get a connection because it's turned off. To do that, what we do is we go into the interface and then we issue the shutdown command. That shutdown command deactivates that port. It turns that port off. We're used to doing the no shutdown to turn it on. We just remove the no at the beginning and we just type in shutdown and it turns it off. Sometimes on your switch, you have quite a few ports to shut down. This is where the interface range command comes in. You can do a range of interfaces. Now, instead of having to go into each port individually, fast ethernet zero one, fast ethernet zero two, you could do a range of fast ethernet zero one to 24 and shut everything down. And that's a good way to secure your device. Some people say when you first get that device in, in your initial configuration, along with setting up your passwords, disable all the ports. Just go in there, do the range of all your ports, shut them down. And then as you need them, go ahead and turn, turn them on. Go into each port and do, do a no shutdown on each port you're going to use. That way you know your device is secure. Mitigate against the MAC address table attack. What we have to do is we have to use port security. Once again, a MAC address table attack would be something like a MAC address table overflow where we fill up the memory for the MAC address table with a bunch of fake MAC addresses. To avoid this, what we can do is we can enable port security. We can limit the number of MAC addresses allowed on a port. And that would be like the source address of the device that's actually connecting into it. You can limit it to just that, that MAC address. Any other MAC addresses coming from it will just disregard all of those frames as we're looking at those source fields. This would allow us to control access. And if, if a threat actor, a person trying to hack your network came in, they connect up to your network. Maybe, maybe you have some statically defined MAC addresses, maybe it's dynamic, but they get one MAC address or maybe a couple MAC addresses. But when they start running a program to give out all these fake MAC addresses, it will limit that. It won't cause your buffer or that MAC address table to overflow. Here's an example of how to enable port security. First thing you need to do is you need to go into your interface. The interface we're going to go into is the fast ethernet zero one interface. This is where you could use the range command. You'd have to put the word range in here. 
And then after this, you have to put a space, a dash, and then your ending number. Our ending number could be 24. You can also put a comma and put another range in here. So gig zero slash one, two, two. That would cover all of your devices, or sorry, all of those ports on a switch, depending upon what type of switch you have. Then once you are in that interface, and you can tell we are in that interface right here, you can go ahead and turn port security on. The command here is switch port, or yeah, switch port space port security. Go ahead, hit enter. Notice we're going to get an error. It's fast ethernet zero one is a dynamic port. By default, a layer two switch port is set to dynamic auto, meaning the trunking is turned on. It's dynamic. To set your switch port security, it has to be manually configured as either an access port or a trunk port. We're gonna look at access port. That's what we do here in this next line. We make sure we manually set that to an access port. After we do that, we can now turn switch port security on. And once again, we are in the interface right here. We're in this interface, F01. So it turns it on for just that port. You have to go into every port you want that security to turn on to. After you turn on port security, you can go ahead and check the settings here on the, on the port security. That command is show port security interface. We can see that port security is enabled. If we went to turn it on and we issued that command, it would say disabled in there. Port, port status is, is secure, shut down. Violation mode is if there's a violation, we're gonna shut it down. Maximum number of MAC addresses we're, we're allowing to connect is one. The first device to connect in, that the switch on that port is going to learn that MAC address, and that's going to be the MAC address that can communicate. If you disconnect that one and plug another computer into that port, another NIC, it won't be allowed. If that second computer is plugged in, because we have a maximum here of one, when that second one connects in, it's going to go what we call in air-disabled mode. E-R-R-O-R. Disabled. And nothing will be able to go through. Even if you plug that first computer in with that first NIC that has that correct MAC address, that port has been disabled. What you have to do as an administrator, you have to go into that interface. You have to shut it down, and then you have to do a no shutdown on it. You have to manually go in, in there to do that. Why do you have to do that? Because you need to make sure what's causing it to go into air disabled mode. And if you if you go in there and you have to do air disable, well, why did I have to do that? Maybe somebody tried to plug in their laptop into their desktop port or whatever the reason is. You should hopefully be able to figure that out. When you enable port security, you can also enable other port security specifics. Here's here's a list of four of them: aging, MAC address, maximum, and violation. Part of your port security is limiting and learning MAC addresses, allowing only so many MAC addresses to connect in. The command here, once again, we are in the interface. You can tell that by the prompt. And so once again, you can go into a single interface, do a range of interfaces. Then it's switch port, port security, it starts off with, and then maximum. Maximum is the word we're putting right in here. And that's the maximum number of MAC addresses that'll be allowed on that port. And then you specify the number or the value right here. 
in our example down here, we go into interface fast ethernet one, we put in switch port, port security maximum, put a question mark, here it gives you a range. Now, depending upon the device and the version of your iOS, that number varies. In this example, you can have up to 8,192 allowed MAC addresses on a port. That's probably a little too much, but once again, 8,000 is a lot shorter than that 132,000 uh, MAC addresses a switch can learn one of the Cisco 6500 series switches. To learn MAC addresses, we can do it two ways. We can either do it manually or dynamically. What we can do is say, okay, we're only going to allow certain MAC addresses that connect into this port. Here's the command. Once again, we are in that interface, switch port, port security, and then we use the option of MAC address. Now, if we want to specifically say, okay, this MAC address is the one that can connect in, you go ahead and you type it in. That's those 12 hexadecimal numbers, you go ahead and type that in. Typically for end devices, you don't allow that because that's a lot of end devices on your network. You got 2000 computers out out in your network, you got to type in 2000 MAC addresses. Usually where we see this being used is someplace like servers. You put your server MAC addresses in there or devices on your network that typically shouldn't get moved like a printer. That printer is connected into your switch. It'll always stay there. Nobody's going to take it, take it home, move it, change ports. This way, if a threat actor comes in, unplugs your network port, and plugs their device in, they're not gonna have easy access to your network. It's going to be limited to the printer's MAC address. For your end devices, we typically see we use dynamic learning to learn our MAC addresses. Now there's two versions of dynamic learning. One is just dynamically learned and then one is dynamically learned sticky. What dynamically learned is, is when you plug in a device, it learns that MAC address. And that MAC address is for that port only, and only that MAC address on that port. But if that switch reboots or loses power and then boots up, it has to go through the process of relearning all the MAC addresses again. It does not put that MAC address into the running configuration. If you use the sticky option, the MAC, um, MAC address dynamically learned sticky. Then what happens is when you plug that device in, it learns that MAC address for that port, but then it also places that in the running configuration. If that switch reboots, it's there. Here's the command for that. Once again, we're in an interface, switch port, port security, MAC address, and then you put sticky. Sticky says, okay, take that MAC address, put it in the running configuration. Next time the server reboots, it will be there. A lot of times what I see is this dynamically learned sticky is used in place of the Mac, or sorry, the manual address. Why? That way you don't have to type in the Mac address. You set up your printer, you go and you plug it in. If you have a uh, Mac address sticky on there, it'll put that into your um, the save configuration, reboot that switch, it's there. It learned it, it put it into its memory. It stays in the running config, it stays in that saved configuration until 
you go in and you change it manually. I hope you're liking this episode on implementing port security. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about implementing port security. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Here's an example configuration of limiting and learning MAC addresses on a switch. Configuration goes, you, you once again specify your interface. It could be a single interface, could be multiple of them. Then you come in here and say, okay, we need to manually make sure it's an access port. So switch port mode access. Then we need to turn on port security and that's just switch port port security. You have to turn it on before you can configure it. You have to make sure you enter that command. Then once we do that, we can say, okay, let's let's do some configuration. We're gonna set a maximum of four MAC addresses per port. It will learn up to four MAC addresses. We are going to make sure that one of those MAC addresses is set to this specific MAC addresses, AAAABBBB.1234. That way that one is always in there. And then we're going to go sticky. We're going to say every MAC address you learn, we're going to put in a saved config. So when you reboot, it will be there. There's two ways to verify port security. One is the show port security interface. And then you specify the interface and it gives you all the information on that interface. Port security has been enabled. It's up. It's in a secure environment. You've got it. You've got it secure. It's up. What happens if there's a problem, it shuts down. We have four MAC addresses that are allowed on there. Currently, there's only one MAC address associated with it. The last MAC address is all zeros. What does that mean? We haven't plugged in anything yet at this point. The second command you can use here is the show port security address. What that does is it lists out the information about the addresses on on the switch gives you basically starts off with the ports list the ports more over to the right then it says okay we, we got it securely configured if you don't have port security turned on it won't say that then it tells you what mac addresses and then what vlans as you continue to learn and limit mac addresses you're going to fill up up to your values in some instances, we want to do what we call port security aging. Now, we can do this for static and dynamic secure addresses on a port. We have two types of aging. One is absolute, one is inactivity. With absolute, the secure addresses, those secure MAC addresses that are assigned to those ports will be deleted after a specific amount of time. It'll be deleted after five minutes, two days, or a month, whatever you specify after it was first seen, it will be deleted whether or not it is, it is still active or not. The second method is inactivity. Inactivity is going to delete those secure Mac addresses, those learned Mac addresses, but they have to be inactive for a certain amount of time. Maybe it's inactive for five minutes, 10 minutes, a week. And after that, after that MAC address isn't on that port, we're going to delete it out as one of the uh, secure MAC addresses. This 
frees up your time. You don't have to manually go in. If we wouldn't use aging, what you'd have to do is, as an administrator, go in, remove those MAC addresses manually from that from that port of secure allowed MAC addresses to connect in. You can enable or disable port security aging on a per port basis, meaning each port can have its own settings. You can enable it on some, disable it on the other, and then when you enable it on some, you can have different times. You can use absolute or inactive. It's all up to you on how you want to configure it. You can set that up on how that fits your network. Here's the base command. Once again, it's a switch port command. Then we say port security because that's what we're dealing with. And this time we're looking at the aging part. And you have three choices. You have, you have static, you have the amount of time, and then you have the type, either absolute or inactivity. Here's an example for port security aging. Once again, we go into the interface here. Once we're in the interface, we set the aging time. The aging time here is 10 minutes. Any number you put here is in minutes. So if you want it to be longer than an hour, you're gonna have to go more than 60. So if you want it to be six hours, that's six times 60 or 360 minutes is what you'd have to put in there. Get you that. Then we can go ahead and say, what type of aging are we? This is going to be to inactivity. After 10 minutes of inactivity, we're going to delete that MAC address from that. To verify our settings, we can do a show port security interface on Fast Ethernet 01. That's the one we set it up on. Right here is our aging time. Our aging time is 10 minutes. And then it says our aging type is inactivity. So after 10 minutes of inactivity, that MAC address will be removed. When we have a violation on one of our ports, we can set that port up to act accordingly. Now, a violation is maybe more than the allotted numbers, allotted number MAC addresses connect in. It would be an example of that. We can set up the violation modes. There's three violation modes, shutdown, restrict, and protect. Shutdown is the default one. If you don't specify and go in and, and set your violation mode to something other than or something to other than shutdown, it will be shut down. That is our default one. What it does is it turns that port into air disabled. It turns that port off immediately. It turns off the LEDs on there. Even though there's a cable plugged in, that other end of the cable is plugged into a working device, turns off that LED. And it finally, it sends a syslog message. So it'll show up in your system logs that there was a violation. We put it in the air disable mode. It increments the violation counter. So the violation counter gets incremented by one. So you can see it going up. It'll give you an idea how many violations on your network. Now, when it's in air disabled mode, you have to go in there and re-enable it. You as the administrator have to go in there and first do a shutdown on it. You have to turn it off. Once you turn it off, then you can turn around next line right now, do a no shutdown on it. That turns that device back on. Once again, you have to re-enable it. Do a shutdown and then a no shutdown. 
The second mode is restrict mode. And what happens here is it restricts the traffic that goes across the port. Your port only allows one MAC address's worth of information across. If you unplug that plug another MAC address in there and it's set to restrict, what's going to happen is that it's only going to allow information with the source MAC address of that first one of the port or sorry, the MAC address it knows. It won't allow any information from the Mac, that second Mac address. And so we're restricting to only the Mac addresses we, we know. Now, what you have to do as an administrator is one of two things. Either go in there and remove that first Mac address as an allowed one, or increase the number of allowed Mac addresses. This restrict mode um, also causes our violation counter to go up by one and it does a syslog entry. And so that way, when you look at your logs, you can see what's happening. The third mode is protect mode. This is the least secure of the modes. And what this does is kind of like the restrict mode. It only allows information from Mac addresses that are allowed. So if you're only allowing one Mac address, that first Mac address can send information. The second Mac address, it's not going to allow that traffic to go back and forth. But, and it doesn't create a, a syslog event. It doesn't, it won't show up in your system logs that there was a problem. Here's an example of the port security violation. Up here, we're gonna go ahead and set it up. Once again, we have to go into an interface then we're dealing with the switch port portion of that. We're dealing specifically with the port security. And then for our violations, we're going to restrict it. Restrict means we're only going to have the number of MAC addresses allowed. Any additional MAC addresses, we're, we're gonna do that. We're gonna increase our air counter by one and create a syslog. Go ahead, enter that in, and then we can do our show port security interface command on fast ethernet 01. And we can go down here and see our violation mode is set to restrict. When a port goes into air disabled mode, you get a number of system messages output to your screen. Here we can see we get an air disabled mode and it's telling us what port it's putting it on. Then we can look up here, it was a security violation. It was caused by the MAC address here on our port, same port as here. Now the interface changes to down and down. We're not sending information anymore. We're not able to connect other devices. It is just shut down. And once again, to get out of air disabled mode, you as the administrator have to log into the device, get into that port, shut it down, and then turn it, turn it back on. You have to make sure you do the shutdown. And then right after that, you can do a no shutdown. When you think your port is in air disabled mode, you can go in and you can log into the device and you can check a couple things. First thing is you can actually show the interface. And here, Normally, if everything was good, it would say up and up, but because it's in air disabled mode, it's down and down, and it also says it's in air disabled mode. It'll let you know it's in air disabled. Another way to look at it is we can go ahead and do a show port security interface on the interface we think might be happening. Underneath port status here, you can see that it's secure, 
but it is a shutdown. Well, it, the port is shut down. We can't get data through there. Violation mode is a shutdown, meaning something happened we, that caused us to go into shutdown. And if we remember shutdown, no data can go through there. Lights turned off. And what you should do as an administrator is figure out why is it in air disabled mode? Fix the problem before you go in and re-enable it. Now, when it does go into air disabled mode, notice that our security violation count has incremented by one. It incremented by one. Once you take care of your problem, go ahead and re-enable the port. That is shutting the or shutting the port down with the shutdown command and then turning it on. You can do those two commands back to back. Verify your port security. What you can do is on your switch, you can enter in the show port security command. And it'll list out all of your ports right here. It'll, it'll, it'll list out the maximum MAC addresses you can have, the current amount of MAC addresses it knows, if there's any security violations on it, and then the action it happens. What we can tell from this is we've enabled switch port security on, on our ports. How can we tell that? The maximum number right here is one. So we've enabled that. We can also tell that there's no devices connected because there's no MAC addresses. Once again, we can also tell that right here by the total addresses in the system, which is zero. Also gives us what the max is. On this switch, it happens to be 4,096. We can also verify our port security with the show port security interface command and then specifying an interface. From here, we can, we can gather a whole lot of information. Here it says port security is enabled. So we did do enable port security on that port. Right here, it's, it's saying we're secured. So we did enable it and it's up. So there is a device that's connected to it. Violation mode is shut down. If we, if we have any violations here for MAC addresses and our port security, we're gonna shut that port down. You have to go in as an administrator and re-enable it, do a shutdown and a no shutdown. Our aging time is set to zero, so we don't have any aging time. But if we did have an aging time, it would be set to absolute. From the first time we see it, you have X many minutes that it works, or that that MAC address is in that table. We have a maximum of one MAC address. There's a total of one MAC address in the table. This is the last MAC address. This is the last MAC address we know. And we've had zero security violations on it. We can also verify our port security settings by checking what our current configuration is. Once again, the show our current configuration is a show running dash config command. Right here, we've entered in our show run command and we're going to begin showing with interface fast ethernet 019. Starting here with fast ethernet 019, we see that we We've statically set it as an access port. It will learn up to a maximum of 10 addresses. We've turned that port security on. We have port, port security MAC address sticky. So every device plugged into it, it's going to write into the running config to make sure that device can reconnect after it starts up. And then this is the line where that is written into the configuration. And so this MAC address was learned through Sticky and then written into the configuration. 
And finally, we can use the show port security address. This will list out all of the addresses that are manually or dynamically learned on all of the switch interfaces. And what we can see here is on port 18, we have a secure dynamic. So we've, it learned the switch, or sorry, it learned this MAC address. And this is the MAC address and what VLAN it belongs to. On port 19, we have secure sticky. And so we wrote this into memory. It learned it, but it also wrote it into the configuration files. And this is the MAC address. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on implementing port security. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials for the CCNA. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on switching, routing, and wireless essentials for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.